Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey guys, happy Monday to y'all. We are excited to be jumping in to another episode this week. It has been a crazy, amazing week, guys, and I'm sure you've seen our blog and our social medias and everything. I have been posting about it and all that great stuff, but we have something that we are just so thrilled about. Like, it is just totally made our week absolutely amazing and I'm gonna let Maddie announce that but before I say I let her do her announcements and stuff I just wanted to say that Maddie and I have been preparing for this podcast episode for a little while now which you guys know we don't really prepare we don't really do that kind of thing we like to keep the podcast pretty chill and just a conversation about whatever is on our heart for that week but we've really been preparing for this one And I believe that it is something that is honestly quite controversial for Christians, and that is whether Christians can have fun. I know that a lot of people have different views on this, but what Maddie and I really want to do is just look at what does the Lord say in Scripture about it? What does He say is good? What does He expect from us on this earth and how we're spending our time, how we're doing stuff. And so we're going to look at all that and just have a really deep conversation about it because we want to show you um, maybe in a little bit of a different light how to look at this and how to respond to others if you're asked this question or if maybe you don't know um, how to think about it for yourself as well. So we're going to have a conversation about this, but Maddie, tell them what the big news is and what we've been so excited about lately. Okay, so Parlor is officially back and it is so exciting. It is so good. Like, so, so very exciting. We are so happy that it's back and I am already re-addicted to it. So, (laughs) they did a really, really good job of getting it back up and getting it back to normal as much as they could. I mean, everything is working really, really well. So, if you didn't know that Parlor is back up, it's back up. So go and check out all your Parlor friends. And we are on there. Uh, our username is thefew.blog on there. And we are so excited to be posting on there, be connecting with you guys on there again. It's definitely been a challenge with the whole trying to switch to Telegram, mm-hmm. which I know that not many people are on there. So lots of you haven't been able to see our stuff right. other than what we talk about in podcast episodes or on the blog. So we are so excited to have Parlor back up. Parlor is still not in any app stores if you did want to download the Parlor app, but you can go to their website and create an account and mm-hmm. look at stuff through their website. Uh, they've set that up well, so unfortunately you still can't get the app, but you can create an account if you didn't already have one. But if you are already on it or you already downloaded the app, I've had a couple questions about that, people saying they couldn't get back in. Um, the thing that worked for us is to log completely out, yeah. just hit log 
log out and then make sure that you hit log in. Don't create a new account because it will just take you to a new account or to creating a new account, I should say. And then you'll have to put in a different email. Right. And it'll be different, different all the way around. So just hit log in below that and re-log in with all your info and then you will be back into your account that you were in already. Like Maddie said, uh, or I guess you haven't said it yet, right? That they're no. bringing some different stuff back yeah. over time. You're not going to see all your posts there right away. And that's just because there are so many people over there and posting and that would just be a crazy disaster. Mm-hmm. So it will be there over time. Once you get in your account, don't expect to see all your posts back again. But all your followers, who you're following, everybody will be back as normal. Yes, it. they did a really, really good job of getting mm-hmm. it back up as quickly as they could. Right. I know that it did take a while and a lot of us were kind of like, where is it at? But they finally got it back up and we are so excited. So be sure that you are checking out our account on there and uh, creating your own account. This is a really, really great platform that we support wholeheartedly. We absolutely love Parlor and what they stand for. So Mm -hmm. uh, we've been posting new blog posts every Thursday. If you haven't been seeing those, we have a link to our blog in the description of all our podcast episodes and be sure that you are caught up on all of our older podcast episodes. Make sure that you're listening to all of those. This week has been kind of an emotional roller coaster. For those of you who didn't know, I'm sure that most of you know already, it has been like the top news story this week, but Rush Limbaugh passed away. So, so sad, and we are just devastated about that. I mean, literally, this makes us sound really, really old, but I've been listening to Rush Limbaugh for 15 years Lily's been listening to Rush Limbaugh for 17 years. Yeah. And every time we would go trucking with our dad, Rush Limbaugh was always on. And uh, we were just always listening to Rush. Dad's been listening to Rush for like ever since he started. (laughs) And so uh, we are going to miss him a lot. And we are just devastated that he passed away. So we just wanted to pay our respects. And uh, we're definitely praying for his family through this hard time. It's been especially sad to see the amount of disrespect uh, from the left throughout this time. I know that we're getting a little bit political, but it's just really, really sad how um, they can't even, like, pull themselves together for five minutes Mm -hmm. to write a tweet that simply says, like, our condolences to Russia's family or anything. And so it's just really sad that they're just constantly selfish honestly Mm -hmm. and I know that some people won't agree with us on that and that's perfectly fine but we on the right side have really tried to be respectful when uh, someone passes away on the left or something happens there Uh, we try and be respectful like particularly one thing that we've been talking about is when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away and lots of us paid our respects simply because she was deserving of our respects because she was a Supreme Court justice and she served our country. And so Rush did the same thing. He has served our country for a very long time. And so I just think that it's pretty unbelievable that um, some people can't or just like stay silent, honestly. Yeah. That's what some of us on the right did. We just didn't say anything if I know that a lot of us didn't agree with most of the stuff that she did. But We just wanted to say that we are absolutely devastated over this news and we are definitely praying for Rush's family in this time. Let's get into this episode and uh, talk about whether or not Christians can have fun or not. This (laughs) is going to be interesting. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. So, okay, let's start off with what we have seen in ministry. So, you guys know 
we work with um, a lot of teen girls specifically. Obviously, our um, social media side is for anyone who wants to join us um, as far as the blog, podcast, anybody can listen, girl or guy younger, older, doesn't matter. But as far as our Bible study groups go, we have younger girls and then older girls who join us once a week, usually for studying, worshiping, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And just talk a little bit about what we have seen. Some have come in and families have the view of fun being some worldly things. Mm -hmm. So kind of give that um, example of what we've seen with the girls and just even friends in general a lot of times. Yeah, so particularly with our ministry, there has been kind of a common misconception that, you know, it's a teen girl thing. So we're just going to go and we're going to have fun and we're going to talk about whatever teen girls talk about usually, I guess. And it's just going to kind of be like a social gathering. Right. And that is definitely not no. what no. our Bible study nights are for the younger girls or for the older girls. Mm -hmm. We hold our girls to a very, very high standard, mm -hmm. much higher than anyone else holds them to. And so, like, we don't really have a time set aside in our Bible study nights for chatter and fun. We devote our time to worship and studying mm -hmm. and uh, prayer and just hearing from one another and learning more about the Lord. That is what we come here to do. Right. And so I think that then a lot of people look at that from the outside once they realize that that's what they come to our house um, to do and that's what Bible study nights look like. I mm -hmm. think that a lot of people are like, oh, so you just like sit on the couch and then Lily talks and that's it. And, you know, you pray and you sing and then you sit back down again and then, you know, you have a teaching time and stuff. And it, when you put it like that, it sounds absolutely like miserable right. and it sounds like it's not at all fun. But what we have come to realize is that honestly, like throughout my week, I have the most fun on Thursdays because you're spending time with fellow believers who are our age. And it's a lot of fun simply because you know what everyone's going through and you've been through that before. Like, our girls know that when they walk in the door, like, we're talking about Jesus, mm -hmm. and that's the deal. You know, we're not coming to talk about boys. We're not coming to talk about uh, worldly stuff and, you know, what the gossip of your school and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, that's not what we do, and that's never been our goal in our Bible study groups. And I know that girls, you know, we've had newer girls jump in with us for the first time and they're like, whoa, this is different. I've never been a part of a group that, you know, doesn't have like chatty time before and a bunch of games. And then we throw a little bit of Jesus in there. And so our group has just always been very, very unique in that kind of aspect not saying that we do it best, not saying that we are like the only no, group that is yeah. killing it out here for Jesus. That is not what we're saying. We're saying it in the way of we're serious and our girls know that. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. And and so they come into our group with the attitude of this is my time where I am serious. And we hope that by providing that space and providing a group like that, um, where the attitude and the atmosphere is full of Jesus, we hope that that flows into their every day. And obviously, we can only meet with them once a week for Bible study, technically. But there are some, like we started Monday Movement texts 
And that is just like, I'll send the girls a text just asking them how they are. And it's basically just accountability and discipleship one-on-one, even just over text because I can reach them that way, right where they're at. And so that provides another kind of thing um, where I'll give like three really spiritual incited questions, I guess I would say, Mm -hmm. um, that they answer to. And they know that text is not for drama. That text is not to, you know, get to know one another's secrets or anything like that. It is simply to be accountable and to be serious and to know, hey, uh, there's somebody who counts on me to be hearing from the Lord, to be hearing from his word and his spirit and what he's doing in my life every single week, multiple times a week even. And so little things like that, we've just been seeing ourselves grow and our girls grow through that process that we've taken them on. And a lot of times I've like almost every single girl has told me at one time or another, multiple times even, that this is the most fun that they've had, Mm -hmm. that this is the most happy that they've been. And I think that we kind of have gotten the words mixed up a little bit. And so I want to talk about that too, because In the Bible, and I may be wrong on this, but I don't, there is not a time in the Bible for me reading my quiet time and stuff, I've never seen it mention the word fun before. Mm -hmm. I've never really seen that. And I'm sure that there's probably, you know, something that we could look into and, you know, it goes back to fun or whatever. Different translation or something. Right. But but I don't think that fun was a very common word Word, when the Bible would have been written. Right. It's a very modern word. And so... Um, well, yeah, I'm about to steal your point. So no, no you're fine. <laughs> well, and that kind of takes me back to, I'm writing a paper for philosophy this week and it's about postmodernism. And what I'm seeing in this is like how the culture is trying to change our mindset about faith and about religion and about Jesus really. And we've known that, right? That's what we've talked about all the time. And so here's what I think has happened, I guess. We have mixed up fun as being sports, as being parties. Uh, You have to go to college on campus, right? You have to be a part of the parties. You have to be, you know, in the popular crowd and you have to have this well-paying job. You have to make a lot of money. That's fun. And you guys know, we've always said that those things are not bad, right? Those things Mm -hmm. in and of themselves are not bad, but we, to be quite honest, we turn them into bad things quicker than we realize. Mm -hmm. And it really only takes one time to be a part of those things in order to have the wrong mindset about it and to turn it into something that we idolize, that we prioritize in our lives. And so I think that there is a difference between fun and joy mm-hmm. because we see joy mentioned a lot in the Bible, right? If you've, if you've read your Bible, then you know that joy is mentioned everywhere in the Bible, especially in Psalms. Um, I'm currently going through Psalms and it is crazy how much David mentions that and how you can have joy in hard times and when times are good, you have joy. And it's just like this consistent thing that is not dictated by your circumstances or anything that you're going through or people. Nothing can change your joy in Jesus. Here's the thing. Christians have gotten so caught up in this misconception of, well, I need to be doing worldly stuff because that's fun. And then we've also made it well, fun isn't bad, right? So we've kind of given ourselves almost an excuse 
I guess. I'm just going to be very blatant with you guys. We've given ourselves an excuse to be a part of worldly things and to partake in those things because they're not bad. Trust me, those things are not bad. Like hanging out with friends, that's not bad. Uh, Going to a party, as long as you're not, you know, doing crazy stuff and, you know, whatever, that's not bad. Celebrating, having party with your friends, whatever, that's not bad. But what we often see is those things take a turn because they're worldly. And then we still want to use the excuse of, well, they're not bad, but that's truly in life what we're prioritizing and what we're spending our time doing. Well, and I kind of want to go back to what you said about we have girls who come to us and say, like, this is my favorite part of my week and this is fun. Right. And and that's good because all the other fun that they are experiencing is completely and utterly superficial and it's something that isn't satisfying. The kind of fun and the kind of joy that we offer is substantial and it's not temporary, it's not fleeting. And so it's something that you can experience throughout the rest of your week because it comes directly from Jesus. When you try and find your joy and your happiness in the world, that's what fun is. That's where the world tries to confuse you with what joy and fun are. They are two completely different things. And we're going to talk about the definitions of fun and joy here in Mm -hmm. a second. But I know that a lot of you have probably heard people talk about this before, about the fun and the joy aspect. But I feel like no one really brings it home of, like, how do you find that joy then? And the only way that you find true joy and true, substantial, fulfilling joy is through Jesus and through studying his word, through prayer. And I know that all those things don't sound fun because they aren't in the world's eyes, but that's where you find joy. And so, Lily, you read the different definitions and let's talk about the difference between fun and joy because there's seriously like a really, really big difference Mm -hmm. between those two things that the world tries to cover up. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, Uh, I just literally put in the definition of fun here Mm -hmm. into my web browser, and the first thing that comes up is enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. Okay, so let me read that one more time. Enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. And then we go to the joy definition, and what we find is that it says joy is expressing God's goodness, and it involves more than fun. It is a deep-rooted, inspired happiness. That's the definition. A deep-rooted, inspired happiness. And so we just had, for fun, lighthearted pleasure, and then you go to the next one, and it's deep-rooted, inspired happiness. Now, let me just simply ask you guys, which one sounds better? out of Mm -hmm. those, right? I mean, just simply by looking at the definitions, we can see, well, I don't want something that's just amusing, something that's lighthearted, pleasure. Like, I don't, I don't want that because that doesn't last, right? But when it immediately sounds temporary too. Right. And then you read Joy's definition and deep rooted, inspired happiness. Like that just sounds fun to me, you know? And that just sounds better to me in the aspect of I would want to have my days full of that rather than spending time, you know, trying to, because with fun, we're constantly having to go after it. We're constantly having to find it 
in our lives. And that's what, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys, and I know that a lot of people don't want to hear this, but you guys know I'm going to say it anyway. This is why the world has to have seasons for sports. This is why we have to have, you know, different kinds of sports, different levels, different activities for kids and stuff because we're we're moving up, right? We got to go up the ladder because once you've hit one notch of fun, you expect to go up one. And the world is, trust me, it is like the master of that. It is the master at creating this ladder of fun that we just keep stepping up and going on to the next level for because we long for it. But once it's gone, once you've taken that step, it's done, right? Once you've gone through that season, you can't wait for the next season because it's over and over again. And that's how the world gets us to change our priorities. This is why Maddie and I have always been so big on telling our girls in our ministry and I mean everywhere really, not just the girls in our Bible study group, but Jesus first. Jesus first because if Jesus is first and you have this joy then it doesn't matter what you're doing it doesn't matter what sports you're playing it doesn't matter what activities you're involved in it doesn't matter where you work what kind of house you have it doesn't matter none of that matters because you have this lasting joy this deep-rooted inspired happiness that lasts and you don't have to keep chasing it you don't have to keep trying to go up the ladder one more time, just take another step, take another step and keep going in this constant effort to try and satisfy yourself because Jesus gives it to us. Mm -hmm. And like, guys, we are really dumb for chasing after and putting that much effort into temporary fun things, fun activities, fun sports, fun whatever you want to say. It's all temporary. That's why drugs, you know, like you do drugs, never done drugs, but this is what I've heard from friends who I have had to literally get out of jail for that problem. Uh, It doesn't last, does it? There's always, you know, six hours later, I got to do it again. There's always 12 hours later, I'm looking for the next dose of what I'm going to give myself. It's a never ending thing. Same with drinking, right? You get drunk, you got to go get drunk again because that doesn't last. The world is a master at this fun thing and and trying to trick us, really. They trick us into thinking that Jesus is not fun. True, he's not. He has joy. And that is what we don't understand in our lives and why we are so not satisfied, why we try to put so much effort into trying gaining things from the world and trying to experience happiness, right? I've heard so many teen girls, they get in and sucked into this lie of, well, I'm not happy right now. I don't feel happy. Well, that's because you're relying on the world to satisfy and that is not going to happen. They satisfy for literally, you know, five minutes and then it's gone again and you have to do it all over again. But Jesus offers ultimate joy once you have to say, Lord, I want it. You pray for it. He gives it to you. You chase after him, which is not just stepping up onto the next step of the ladder. It's so much more than that. And you don't have to keep making this effort of something that lasts for five minutes. Joy doesn't go away. Joy doesn't, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if your circumstances or the people you're around or your family, friends. It doesn't matter what you're going through because it's constant. 
And when you're with Jesus and he's constant, you're going to have that joy. And for me, you know, so many people think that, well, Lily is just a boring person. She doesn't enjoy things. She doesn't No, I, I'm just being honest with you guys. I don't enjoy worldly things. Like, I really don't. I don't like games. I don't like that stuff. And people call me, oh, you're so boring or whatever, you know, like I just said. And and I really struggle with that sometimes because I don't know how to tell them or how to explain. Like, I would so rather be in a prayer meeting than playing a board game. Like, that's just how I live. That's how I function. That's what I want. Not because I'm some stellar Christian, but because I've been changed by Jesus. And because I've actually experienced, like, and that's why the girls say that Thursday nights are so awesome and that that's almost better than being at a sports practice or, you know, doing whatever because it's actually real. It's actually good. And they call it fun, but what they don't know is that it's joy from Jesus. And that's where they're experiencing it. The worldly stuff is not going to allow you to experience that in any way. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I, I guess I struggle with that. And I know Maddie has too of like, how do you tell people, you know, once you're changed and you just realize like worldly stuff, man, it doesn't matter. Like there are people in my life that it's all jokes and fun to them and all the time. And I'm just, I long for something more. I long for Christians to come alongside each other and to be the church. And that's what we're talking with the girls right now. And I'm sure we'll bring it up in podcast episodes in the future um, once we do it with them. But I don't know. There's just something more there. Well, and we're not saying that like when you are at a birthday party or something that you need to just like sit and mope about and not be at all happy. But we are saying that uh, you shouldn't find all your fulfillment in mm. those temporary things. Like, you're at a birthday party, you have fun while the birthday party lasts, and then it's over. And you're not having fun anymore because the party is over. And then you've got to go and do something else to occupy your time. And mm. so we're not saying that, like, whenever you want to play a board game, you better rush out of your house and go try and find a prayer mm-hmm. meeting. I mean, you can if you want to. That's good. <laughs> but uh, we're not saying that, like, that's all, your, all that your life should consist of. But it should be your happy and you're joyful all the time Mm -hmm. whether you're at a party or not whether you're with friends or not when you are by yourself you should be joyful Mm -hmm. and so that's what we're just trying to help you guys see this distinction between fun and joy because I mean it's not really a fine line but the world makes it look like it is so it looks so much harder to find joy Mm. uh from the outside when you haven't experienced true happiness and true joy before than it is when you've experienced that joy before and it's addicting once Mm. you experience real joy and real satisfaction in what the lord can offer you like you just want more and more and more of it and so it's not this like oh my gosh, I've got to make a routine of this. And, you know, if I just get two weeks, then I'll start experiencing joy or whatever. And I mean, it can take a while to to experience that joy because you've got to get yourself out of this rut of fun that the world has gotten you into. And I mean, it's so easy to fall into that lie that fun 
is the way to go and fun is uh satisfying and so well and i think that also like happiness we have to see that happiness is an emotion Mm -hmm. where we like experience different feelings and they range right like it it totally ranges from contentment and satisfaction and then we go to bliss and pleasure and it's all these different things like it varies uh whereas joy is stronger and it's a less common feeling than happiness is it's less common and that's why i think we've gotten into this postmodernism kind of culture and mindset that well uh you know fun and happiness like i am really living the life if mm-hmm. i am happy and i'm having fun all the time and i have the nice car and i have the nice house and i have a job that i love and you know uh i don't have to deal with my kids all the time cuz they're brats and whatever you know like i'm just being honest that's what we hear people say constantly in the world right well joy is a stronger less common feeling and we've really truly experienced joy when we achieve selflessness to the point of personal sacrifice we have to get to a point of personal sacrifice in order to feel joy because that's how jesus was we look at his example and he was constantly a servant and where wherever he was whoever he was with He was constantly serving others, but he was joyful about it. Like Mm -hmm. that was, he was made to do that. It wasn't a chore. Exactly. And I don't think that most Christians have gotten to that point in their life where they're actually selfless. Therefore, we're constantly chasing after happiness, fun for ourselves because we're so worried about ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Joy comes when we don't care about ourselves and we have found true contentment and we have found our value and our worth in Christ. And then you like don't care about the world anymore. It just, it doesn't matter to you. Like you can be, like Maddie said, you can be at a birthday party. You can be, you know, about like it doesn't matter where you are because it's just constantly I have this joy flowing from me. Mm-hmm that I can't contain. And it's from Christ. And I have this one last quote that we're going to end with. um, And I love this. I haven't heard this, but C.S. Lewis is really good. And it says, have fun, even if it's not the same kind of fun everyone else is having. I think that this is an amazing mindset to have. And this is one that Maddie and I and our family, quite honestly, has had to learn, is that you can have fun and obviously we would probably call it joy after talking uh today but we can have fun even if it's not the same kind of fun that everybody else is having and that's jesus like experience jesus and i know that the majority of people around you are probably not doing that but you can and it may not be what everyone else is doing And we have to learn to be okay with that. We have to come to this place of being okay with not being worldly. We have to be okay with abandoning ourselves and not being selfish. You know, because when you look at every single thing that is worldly, it leads back to self. It leads back to the flesh. It leads back to, I want that car for me. I want that sports team to win for me. I want that house for me. I want that church for me. There are a lot of different things 
that are worldly, that we get trapped into, that we get tricked into believing is ultimate happiness that is not. And that's what the world wants us to stay in. But until we realize that we can get out of that, we're just going to keep ending up in that cycle of every five minutes, I have to be onto a new, more exciting Mm -hmm. adventure, you know, or whatever. I don't even know. Um, I have to be a part of every single activity. I have to do every sport. And I've seen this, and I know I keep bringing up the sports, just because I've seen this in that arena a lot. Um, especially working with teens who their parents have them in every single thing and teens choose to do every single thing because they think, well, an hour without practice, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, that's not fun. I, I get so bored and all this. No, like what? What? No, that's not how life is supposed to be. It's not, I got to fill my time because, you know, I might get bored and I'm not having fun. That's selfish. That's really, really selfish. So I guess don't get into that. Um, and really just, I guess, think about are you living for fun, temporary things, for lighthearted experiences, or are you going for that deeply rooted happiness that is less common and that is so much more than what the world tells us we can have? Okay, so we've got a verse that we're going to wrap up here with. I know that this is a little bit of a longer episode, but we're doing pretty good. So this is Ephesians 5, and I'm going to read verses 8 through 11. And it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. I think that this verse really tells us what to look for in order to find joy. Look for things that are full of goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Because when you are constantly trying to follow Jesus and you're um, constantly trying to be more like him, find out what pleases the Lord. And when you are truly trying to follow him, that is always going to please you too. And you know that those things are eternal. The Lord does not rely on temporary things. Mm -hmm. Everything that comes from the Lord is eternal. And so you're not going to get bored with joy. And I think that dad has been talking about this one quote from Raven Hill for a while. And it was, I'm not going to quote it exactly because I don't have it memorized. But it was something about how when you experience joy, Joy is just this lifestyle. It's not really an emotion. So you always feel the exact same way, whether you're by the fireside or you're by the graveside. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really, really good. Whether you're sitting by a campfire with your friends and you're having fun and you're having a good time with them or you're by the graveside in this dark place that is uh depressing and sad, um, your joy should never change because Mm -hmm. you found that in the Lord and the Lord never changes. Mm -hmm. So the way you find joy is to seek out the things that are full of goodness, righteousness, and truth and find out what pleases the Lord. That's it. And it's not complicated. It may take a while to find that true joy because it's so easy to get wrapped back up in the fun and the things that the world tells us are fulfilling. But once you find this joy, you are never, ever going to want to change because uh, it's just so fulfilling and you can tell that it is eternal. You're never going to get bored um, when you're joyful. So uh, let's wrap this episode up in prayer.
Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I pray that you would help each and every one of us uh, to find joy in you and that we wouldn't get caught up in what the world tells us is fulfilling, that we wouldn't get caught up in the fun stuff, and that we uh, would just always, always be seeking after that joy that is found in you, and that uh, we would find those things that are full of goodness and righteousness and truth, and I pray that you would just uh, help us to keep seeking after you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so to answer the question that we stated in the beginning of this episode, do Christians and the word fun go together? Can that really coexist? Yes, but it's a different kind of fun, and it's called joy. Just a little bit of different wording there. And so, yes, we can because it comes from Jesus. But the worldly stuff, walk away from it. It doesn't matter. Once you experience this joy that we're talking about, Like Maddie said, you're not going to want to go back. There is no going back to the temporary fun stuff that only lasts for a couple minutes. So just keep that in mind as you go about your week and really be willing to take what you're doing right now and examine it. Examine what is fun and what's joy, what is actually real um, satisfaction from Jesus and what's just selfishness on your part. So just be thinking about that this week and we are praying for y'all. We are praying that the Lord strengthens you, gives you the joy that you need this week and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye guys. (laughs) 